McGriff to the right side of Burst. Foot race. And Cole McGriff will win it every single day. Touchdown, Grinnell. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network Podcast, episode number 44. Today I sat down with senior linebacker Eli Rose, uh, talked about his football season, talked about his upcoming wrestling season, and a lot of good conversation with Eli. You'll have fun listening to that. I also talked about the uh, game against Fort Madison, uh, Grinnell's 35-0 win. Also talked about the upcoming game against Pella this Friday in the uh, championship uh, playoff run that Grinnell's having as they make it to the Sweet 16. All that and more coming up on this week's Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third generation owner of Pauliai's and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you... Everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow. Growing and innovating... So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. All right, once again, thank you to our sponsors at the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network. Um, You know, we've... We've had a lot of fun this season uh, calling all these games. Uh, Fort Madison was our last official game. We are not doing any others this year. Pella's uh, game this week for Grinnell is going to be um, live-streamed on Pella. Uh, Their live stream is going to do it. But if you want, you can go watch the game at the Strand Movie Theater for free. They are going to be playing the live stream of the football game, which is really, really, really cool. Um, and maybe they'll do that in the uh, future, uh, possibly if it becomes a thing that not a lot of people are able to go. Maybe they can play some of our streams as they get going, uh, possibly next season. Um, but yeah, it was a great win for Fort Madison, uh, or for Grinnell against Fort Madison. Like I said, this was our last game of the season. Uh, most likely, this is the last game for me uh, this uh, time. I, uh, you know, I know this basketball, I think baseball, probably be my last season. And then I am officially headed to the University of Iowa next fall. And that means I will most likely, very likely not be doing any football games last year so or next year. So uh, it was a blast to call all these football games for the last couple of years. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching Grinnell grow. And, uh, you know, to end it on a 35 nothing to beat, uh, Fort Madison was pretty cool. So let's talk about that game. Grinnell came in 6-2. and two, Fort Madison came in 7-1. and You know, the Bloodhounds did not have a good schedule. Uh, hadn't really beaten anyone that good, but they weren't that bad of a team. They really, Their defense is really what stood out. Uh, the most points they had given up all year was 29 to Washington, and that was their only loss. Um, and based on the first drive of the game, this thing was over. There was no chance. Fort Madison uh, was figured out. They, Grinnell knew the first three plays of their game, and Fort Madison didn't try anything else. They threw an interception on the opening drive. And that pretty much sealed the deal because Grinnell just kept scoring. Uh, Cole McGriff ran for uh, 126 yards and two touchdowns. 
He was three for three passing for 28 yards. He didn't even need to throw that much. Uh, Grinnell was just so dominant on the ground. Landis Williams had 51 yards. He went six for 17 passing, his worst performance of the year. Callum McLearn had 10 yards or 10 attempts on rushing. He only ran for 51 yards. That was his uh, worst performance on the season. Keaton Poe had a great night on defense. He had 11 tackles, two of them for loss, but uh, in the end, it wasn't enough. Wyatt Hunter had 145 yards on 19 carries for three touchdowns. Cole Johnson had two catches for 24 yards. Eli Rose had uh, nine and a half tackles, two of them for loss, and he had a fumble recovery. Cole Johnson had an interception. A.J. Wilkins had an interception. Uh, fumble recoveries everywhere. Um, this was just, it was it was the best game Grinnell's played all year. I mean, hands down. Uh, I talked to Coach Souser, and, you know, that that's what he said. He said, uh, you know, this was the biggest game, best game they played all year. Uh, we wondered about if Grinnell was going to be able to force turnovers, and they forced plenty of them. I think four or five was the total. Um, you only had 35 passing yards, but it didn't matter. Grinnell just ran all over Fort Madison. I think I, along with some other people that were in the stands, uh, were pretty interested that they, they weren't that big. I mean, they, they were big, but they weren't like big uh, people um, in terms of what their size was on the line and everything else. So Grinnell just had their way. And uh, you want to talk about a statement win, I mean, you got one. Um, so that, that's that's a great win. Uh, best win Souser's had in his coaching career here at Grinnell. And it punched Grinnell's ticket to the playoffs. They got the banner at the end. So there will be a new uh, banner hanging in the gymnasium. Uh, which is so cool, so cool to have a uh, football one in first time they've made the playoffs since 2013. Um, now you move on. Now you go to the next big test. Uh, Grinnell heads to Pella Friday night. Uh, tickets for that are not limited. It's uh, unlimited capacity. Fill the stands. Personally, I am not a fan of this. Uh, COVID numbers, as I'm recording today, there were 1,800 some COVID cases recorded. That's a record high. We're at a record high hospitalizations. Um, so <clears throat> I don't really agree with this from Pella to let as many people in. If I, you know, I get people want to go, but I feel like only if you're a parent or a student, you should be able to go. Um, you know, I don't know. Just, uh, just kind of an outlook. Um, I get why Pella wants to do it. Pella needs a big crowd. Uh, I get it. I get it. They, they can't be Grinnell without a big crowd. I get it. Um, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, it's, you know, we gotta be safe and, uh, they, uh, we got to do a better job and, uh, you know, this, we, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta be better. Um, and we can't just keep letting all these people come in, but, uh, you can watch the game. They have a live stream and, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, Grinnell hasn't beaten Pella since 2012 when they whooped them 42 to nothing. That's the last time Pella was shut out in the regular season. The last time they were shut out in general was 2012 in that game all the way up to last year. They lost a soul in 24, nothing in the playoffs. Pella's not the same team they were last year. Their starter running back is now living in Arkansas. Uh, their running game is not the same. Their passing game is not the same. Their runnish defense is really good, so Grinnell's going to have to have some give and take. Uh, Coach Souser, when I talked to him, he said they're going to have to air the ball out just a little bit more. But, uh, you know, I'm feeling good, man. I, I'm feeling really good. I think this could be the night. Grinnell finally gets it done, and... Uh, why not can try to t try to continue the run in the postseason? Um, if they win, they will for sure, no doubt in my mind. Get Cedar Rapids Xavier uh, on the other side of our pod. Xavier plays Dubuque Wallert and uh, <clears throat> Wallert upset uh, who who they upset? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Decora. They upset Decora, 
uh, 10-0, which was crazy. Like, Decor just really didn't show up for that game. So Dubuque Waller gets to move on. They're 6-3, and 6-2, I want to say. <clears throat> but they get Cedar Rapids Xavier. And we all know how good Xavier is. And uh, they are just, they're so tough, man. They are so tough. Um, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, I, there's no way they lose that game. So the winner of Grinnell Pella will take on Cedar Rapids Xavier at Cedar Rapids Xavier. And the winner of that game goes to the Unidome. Uh, it's crazy, man. I mean, it, it is so crazy. Grinnell has come, they're coming this close. Uh, I know how every, and you'll hear it when I talk to Eli, he, um, he was, he's with it. I mean, Grinnell wants to play Xavier again because they feel, they just feel like, they messed up the first time, and they really think if they get one more shot at them, they could have a chance. And if you can beat Xavier, you can beat anybody, as Coach Souser says. So, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it. If I had to predict, I think Grinnell wins Friday night. I, I seriously do. I think, you know, you come close last year against Pella. This isn't the same Pella team. Um, I think Grinnell surprises the Dutch on the road. Um, and this freshman or this senior class has beaten Pella. They're the only teams to be. There's the only people in Grinnell right now to have beaten Pella. Um, they beat them their freshman year. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I'm excited to see people's playoff shirts. I know they had them out on Sunday. Uh, you had to order them. The nice 1999 design. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, that's your little recap. Not much else to talk about. Nothing else really happened. Uh, we're just kind of in the lull because football's still going. But after football, we get to take a little bit of a break, and we will be back for the basketball season. Our first game is on November 30th as Grinnell boys and girls take on South Tama. So look forward to that. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, that pretty much does it for our little recap. Uh, that will take us right into our interview with Eli Rose. Eli is a linebacker, senior linebacker. Uh, for the Grinnell Tigers, Eli has been a starter on this varsity team since his sophomore year. Uh, just like all of his senior uh, colleagues, he's been so fun to watch this year. Um, some stats going in for you. He has 74 total tackles, which ranks third among players in 3A. 53 of those are solo tackles. Ten of them are for loss. Uh, he's also, um, uh, fumbles-wise, he's recovered uh, one fumble this season. Uh, no interceptions, uh, but he played a little bit of running back, too. He played uh, running back for a little bit. What he had, let me see, he had uh, two carries for five yards, so an average of two and a half yards per game. Uh, he played in the South Tama game uh, when uh, Wyatt was out uh, just pulling starters at the end. So um, Eli's a great guy. Talk to him about football. Talk to him about wrestling, and uh, I think you'll enjoy what he had to say. So here's our interview with Eli Rose. Little shifty up through the line. Eli Rose picked the ball out and it was a fumble. It came out at the very end and Grinnell comes away with another turnover. Eli Rose came running out of the pile with the ball held up. Uh, Eli, it's it's good to have you in. Uh, I've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while as one of the leaders on defense. Um, so I guess let the people know who you are, uh, what grade you're in, uh, and uh, let us or tell me about your football experience. So my name's Eli Rose. I'm a senior. I'm a linebacker, um, and this is my third year of varsity um, playing defense, starting and um, number twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
So you've been playing for three years. Where, how have you seen yourself improve personally from sophomore year up to senior year? What's your biggest improvement been so far? Uh, I'd say it was really this year. I I was working on using my hands a lot more on defense. I've um, I used to just rely on quickness and agility and whatnot because I was undersized from the start playing mm-hmm. line, middle linebacker mm-hmm. so I had to figure out a way where I was able to maneuver around uh, the offensive linemen and be able to tackle people and I know I couldn't use my strength because I was outmatched there so mm-hmm. I used my hand or not my hands my speed and agility there because they can't block you if they can't touch you is kind of what I've gone off of. Who did you learn from when you kind of worked your way up? When you were a sophomore and even as a junior, who did you really look at, uh, whether that be an older student or whatever, that really helped you move along as a linebacker? Um, when I was a sophomore, uh, Gavin McFarlane and mm-hmm. Wyatt Dillon, they were the senior linebackers mm-hmm. on the outside. And they Wyatt used his hands all the time, and Gavin was able to move around, use his quickness. So I kind of took a little bit from both. And um, just kind of went from there. I mean, after that, I I didn't really have anyone mm-hmm. once they left to look up to and whatnot as a starting linebacker. Uh, so I kind of had to work my own way around it, figure out, talk to coaches, uh, see what worked best for me and um, worked best in the game, really. Do you like rushing or do you like, uh, like zone covering kind of uh, when it comes to playing that linebacker position? I like going in there blitzing mm-hmm. a lot. Um, my name or my number hasn't been called a whole lot this year for blitzing and whatnot. So uh, I've been working on a lot of pass coverage this year, and it's I feel like I've gotten a lot better with that. So as when you got most of your senior class were starting as sophomores, now you're here, now you're in the playoffs, and now you're moving forward. Uh, you know what? What does that say to how much you guys have stuck together these past three years that you're able to get where you are right now? Uh, it's really helped a lot being able to play with the same guys year in, year out since like fourth grade. I've been playing with Wyatt and Cole McGriff. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to add more people along the way and then developing relationships within my grades as I'm growing up and then being able to play with them as this level it's it's really helped a lot with um our coordination and we all kind of think alike a little bit on defense and offense and um it's really it's really helps with the bond what's it like to have Wyatt right beside you on the linebacker position you know he's playing both ways and you play mostly defense what's it like to have him right there with you it, it's great because we've been we've been in the backfield with each other for I want to say since fourth grade, mm-hmm. just playing with each other at linebackers. So we kind of can play off each other. Uh, we work well. Um, it's, it's it's really good because I trust him, and I think he trusts me to make plays. And um, sometimes we can come together on tackles, and it's just it's just a really good bond we have. So we'll talk about this season. You guys have come out of the gate flying. I mean, now we're in the playoffs. Now you get to play this Pella team. Uh, what's this Pella rivalry really meant to you personally, uh, playing them all these years? And, you know, last year you came close, and you feel like this year maybe could be the year. Uh, you know, what what's that meant to you, that you guys get to play Pella to have a shot to get to the Elite Eight? 
Uh, from the time we got the schedule and we didn't have Pella on the roster or on the schedule, we were a little disappointed. But we knew if we were able to make it to postseason, we'd more than likely see them. Mm. And we know that this this game means a lot to a lot of people in the town just because of the rivalry we rivalry we've always had. And um, the last time that us as a team beat them, and the only time like our team beat them was freshman year. When um, we went nine and zero, and we beat them the first time they've ever been beaten, and um, it, I think it'd mean a lot to us and everyone if we can go out there and do it again as seniors. What was the not really turning point of the season? You guys have been on it pretty much all year. You, you've lost to the top two teams of the state, but what was the turning point, or what was the moment this season that you guys really got? It was a hit in the face, and you're like, "All right, it, we're ready to get going. We're trying. It's time to make a playoff run and get down to business." Uh, Harlan, Harlan, right after Harlan, right after Harlan. Uh, we got put in our we got put in our place right then. Uh, we thought we were we thought we were above everything, whatnot, at the beginning of the season, all the rankings and stuff. We knew it didn't matter, but it's it was still a lingering factor in our mind. But um, once that happened, we were humbled down, and then we just started grinding from there. How has your guys' mood changed coming into the playoffs? Obviously, the first two rounds technically weren't playoffs. Now you're into it, but we'll count it postseason. From the Newton game to the Fort Madison game, how does one team like you guys like play how you did against Newton and then come out guns blazing against Fort Madison? Uh, just aggressive. How we practice, we're just always on, just going, going, going. Uh, last week against Fort Madison, we had a just – stellar week of practice it's and then and newton it kind of showed how our week of practice went it was all right on offense and then defense it could have been better hmm. but um we had a, we had a rough day then but then after that we knew we needed to be locked in and we were ready to go for four madison what motivates you most as a player um i'd say just being out with my teammates and friends that they rely on me and I rely on them. So it's it, it's huge for all of us that we can play off each other. And then I use that because they trust me and I know that I can't let them down. This is uh, – this might maybe I'm out here thinking, but, uh, you know, when they're on offense – you don't play much offense and, you know, you're on the right. sideline when they're on offense. Every time I look over, sometimes you'll be standing on the complete opposite side of everybody else on the bench – uh, kind of away from everyone is is that is there a reason for that? Are you kind of in your thoughts thinking about what to do on the next drive? Or are you just kind of recapping for yourself? Or it's it's kind of a an alone time moment just to like you said recap. But then I'm talking with uh, Coach Stenberg there, mm-hmm. seeing out what his thoughts were on the drive, and then um, you know it's I noticed it uh, against Tama. Mm-hmm. I was standing all by myself on one end of the field, mm-hmm. and then. I was the last one that Wyatt Hunter passed on one of his huge first runs, and so I was there to celebrate mm. and be happy for him. So I'm always hoping he can break off a run and meet me down there. What was that like to play running back at Tama? <laughs> uh, that was... I was short, was, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, one yard, that was about it. <laughs> but then, um, I, I, I don't know, it was just... If they need me, Next I was man ready up. to go in, and yeah. You you got or you were disruptive against Fort Madison, able to get to the football and everything else. Uh, how much does forcing the fumbles in these type of games, I mean, 
you forced one on Friday night, and then the other one, it just kind of fell in your lap, and you picked it right up. Um, you know, what What does those mean, considering you guys didn't have a turnover for, like, five weeks, and you guys turned it on on Friday night? You know, what What does that mean, and what does that pick it up as we go to this week that, yeah, you guys can force some turnovers? Um, it's just we've been we've been preached at constantly. It's, like, I saw 35 days since we had a turnover, mm-hmm. and um, we got four, and we knew that defense is going to be a huge part of this game, defense, special teams, and any turnover you can get is going to be huge in any game. Mm-hmm. So... Going forward, we know turnover, turnover, turnover. Every time we're on defense, making stops, giving the ball back to our offense, huge weapon anytime we can is just crucial. What does a week look like of, obviously you have practice on the field, everything else, but what do you do off the field during the week to help prepare for these games? Uh, film and uh, studying the scouting reports mm. that we get. Those are huge. It's been a huge emphasis for us since pretty much sophomore year that Coach Salzer brought in scouting reports, watching film. It's it's not going to hurt us at all. And then um, we used to go over to Coach Baker's house uh, Wednesday nights and watch film, but can't this year. Uh, we started watching some at the school, but then um, I think that got shut down too. Mm-hmm. So then um, we just have to watch it by ourselves, and it's it, you can never get hurt by watching film. I think Coach Sauser told me you guys pretty much knew what Fort Madison's first play of the game was last week because you just watched film and you knew exactly what they were doing. Um, so, yeah, that's really a testament. Um, have you watched any of Pella this week? Have you noticed anything just kind of from what you've seen the Dutch play? Uh, they they have some tendencies. They definitely do. Um, it's it's Their tight ends are a huge part of their game. Mm. And um, if we can shut down pretty much their – running game mm-hmm. then it, it should be it should be okay for us does it help that last year's team for Pella is basically the same just they got rid of their running back yeah it's it's huge like to the consistency that they have and being able to compare last year from this year it's um definitely big for us because uh we can go back see what we did wrong and then correct that mistake and then we can see how we can change it in a different way to make it work even better than it did before. What's it like to have your dad on the same team as you, uh, whether that be in practice or whatever? Um, you know, how much how much do you talk with him during games or anything, and just kind of what do you learn from him? Uh, during the games, he's up in the press box, but then halftime, and then if there's a large margin by the end of the game, he's down on the sideline with us. Yeah. Um, those are usually pretty good moments. Practices, they used to get heated between us. Um, just, yeah. So, um, but not really lately because he works with the D line and that's pretty much it. And then I'm, I'm never really with them a whole lot unless it's like a team defense or whatnot on practice. But, um, other than that, we, it's nice having him there. It's, uh, helpful. What's coach Stenberg like as a, uh, football coach? I know everybody thinks of him and they immediately think baseball, but what does he bring to you guys as a defensive team on football? He brings intensity. He, um, he expects a lot out of us and we always try and give it back to him and bring intensity every day, uh, make him happy. So, yeah. uh, so we'll move on to wrestling. Cause I know you're, you love wrestling. You love getting into it. Um, kind of a lot of unknowns about wrestling this year. What do you personally expect to see happening this year with wrestling, considering all the COVID restrictions and everything else? Uh, you know, the only 
big difference I'm really kind of expecting is how practices will run. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've heard a few different things of, like, only 20 people in the room at a time. Or um, we've also heard, like, you, uh, one person can only drill with four or five specific people. Yeah. Um, but then tournaments are going to be weird because I'm guessing there's going to be crowd restrictions yeah. on, like, one of those week weekend tournaments mm-hmm. where they last six, seven hours. And so this, the stands are just packed during those. I'm guessing it'll be a lot less, a lot less crowded. There. Obviously, the, the big goal is to make it to Wells Fargo at the end of the season. But do you have any other goals uh, you kind of want to set for yourself your senior year here? Uh, I'm at 106 wins right now. If I can, it's it's going to be hard. But if I can get to 150, it'll be it'll be pretty big for me. You guys, you lose Brock, and Brock's been a big part of the program the last couple of years. You kind of step up into one of those senior leadership roles. Does senior leadership in football, do you see it helping you when you get to wrestling, being a leader on that side? Yeah, because a lot of the underclassmen, they um, they play football, and then they either go to basketball or wrestling, or they just don't. But the kids who are in um, wrestling, I notice that um, it's a lot of the D-linemen, so working with them on quickness and then um, just being a leader around them helps build their trust and you get you get to know them more and you get a bond with them. Like during football, we're, we're a little bit separated, so you don't mm-hmm. get a whole lot of one-on-one action with them. But then during wrestling, when I go and I go up and wrestle some of them sometimes, um, I, get a, I get to know them a lot better and um, I trust them and then they get to know me and... Um, I think it just builds a good bond. A couple things to wrap up. I guess, uh, what are your what are your plans here after, do you have any idea where you're going or do you have some, I know you've been getting offers from a different couple of colleges, but do you really kind of know what you're going into educational wise and if you're playing sports? Um, elementary education is what I'm going to try and go for and then football as a sport. I'm not sure where yet. Um, got a few ideas. But I'm graduating. I'm going to be graduating early, so if I can figure out where I'm going to school, commit there, I can. I'm going to try and head to wherever I'm going, and then start like job shadowing or getting credits for that school, just so I can get ahead of the program and keep going, keep going, and just get a, just get a jump start on it, pretty much. Could you see yourself transitioning into a different position in football, or you think you're just going to try to bulk up and get a little bit bigger at linebacker? Or what do you think? Uh, I've had a, I've had a lot of talks with coaches, um, and I've I've pretty much known since sophomore year that I'd be uh, I'd be more of a safety type mm. in college just because my size, and so I'm I'm 100% prepared for that just to be put in there. And then if I do end up playing linebacker at any point, I'll it'll be it'll be good practice to for high or from high school. Final question, because I know this is Coach Salzer always talked about it. Um, you know, we we hope we get a win over Pella. That's a big aspect. But how badly does this team want to play Xavier again and get another oh. chance at him? Oh man, it would it would be huge. We 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 want it so bad just mm. to go out there and compete with them again and just be able to beat them this time. It'd be huge. And you say it's probably an advantage that you already played them once. Yeah. Yep, um, we know what's coming this time. We, last time it was a punch in the mouth, and it just threw us off the rest of the game. Mm. And this time we know what's coming, and we're going to be prepared to deliver it back. 
if you can beat Xavier, you can beat anybody. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. that's what they got. So, um, well, Eli, I appreciate you talking to me. Uh, I know you got practice in a little bit, so I'll let you go. But uh, um, have a great rest of your day, man. Good luck this week. It's been fun to watch this season. All right. Uh, you know, big shout out to Eli uh, for coming in and uh, talking over FaceTime. Uh, really great to see him. Uh, you know, I, I've had a personal appreciation for Eli uh, because I think it was last season I was at the uh, Iowa City West or Iowa City High um, scrimmage. And uh, I was along the sidelines and I, uh, I had my camera in hand and everything else. And uh, I was just walking past the players and Eli turns around and he sees me. And he's like, we really appreciate you for coming out, uh, Blake, and taking videos and whatnot. And uh, he, you know, he, he, I thought that that meant a lot to me. I thought that was really nice of him to say. Um, while they're scrimmaging, he just kind of turned around. And he was like, hey, I really appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and he was like, seriously, we do. And uh, that really meant a lot to me. So Eli's been one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> you know, every, I love all these guys. They're great guys. Great guys to be around. Great players. Um, but Eli's always been a favorite of mine. He's a really nice guy. If you ever get a chance to meet him, um, you know he's uh, he's a good kid, and uh, it was really cool to be able to interview him. Um, he's got a bright future ahead, uh, and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do Friday night. So um, that'll wrap it up uh, for the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network podcast episode number 44. Hey, if you have someone that you want to see on the podcast or listen to, <clears throat> gladly shoot uh, shoot us a Twitter message or a message on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we have a lot that we're looking forward to getting going here. Finally getting the podcast back going. We're going to have a basketball preview up here in the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, we're going to, I'm trying to think of some good stuff to do. I, you know, I have, uh, my schedule came out. I am technically off for winter break starting November 30th. Uh, and I don't go back till January 19th. So, uh, I'm going to have a whole, almost two months to, uh, have uh, some stuff prepared for the live stream. I'm excited for basketball. Obviously, basketball is going to be a lot of fun to cover. Um, but we're not done with football. I hope we can keep going. I'm already making plans to be up at the Unidome uh, for the <clears throat> semifinals and championships. Uh, how cool would it be if Grinnell's already there? And, you know, I get to watch Grinnell. So uh, we're going to hope for the best. Big game this Friday, Grinnell versus Pella. Winner plays Cedar Rapids Xavier. So um, once again, thanks to everyone for listening to the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network podcast, episode number 44. Thank you to our sponsors, Poly Ice Pizza and Grinnell Mutual. And uh, thank you for listening uh, and uh, liking and commenting and subscribing on all of our stuff. Check out our uh, website um, at tigerslsn.com and uh, check out our Twitter and Facebook pages. So once again, my name is Blake Walker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest, rest of your week, and go Tigers! A burst. Here comes Wyatt Hunter with a lane to go. Wyatt Hunter! Goodbye! Touchdown, Grinnell! This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. Any use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.